Welcome to Personified. For this week's show, we have the short story written by me, of course, as usual. It's called All Hail Sanity. And then we'll have a few shower thoughts and a little segment I like to call Oh Japan. So join me. It's an East Meets West style mashup when all things nerdy become personified. This New Year's is going to go slower than expected. About five years slower. It's been 11 months since the crews seceded from Aqualad and claimed their reform against leadership. No doubt, the madness can accompany crews when traveling for long periods of time, and it got to them. And so, here I am, Grand Master, the Sultan of Stardust, the Queen of Her- Miranda. Yes? You're speaking out loud again. Oh. Shall I bring Dr- Unnecessary, Nadine, really. Right. I'm not sure how long I've been staring out at this vast emptiness, but I do know that it can't bode well for me, given that I have the one ship in the whole damn fleet that can't travel light speed. I'm sure they made sure of that. Miranda? Yes, Nadine. (sighs) Could you not place your feet on the control panels? You could bump controls that are locked on automatic pilot? Whose functionality is crippled due to a serious lack of engineering skills on my part? Now is not the time for your sarcasm. It doesn't help the situation. And what situation is that exactly? The fact that my soul is cursed to squander away pitifully on a deserted ship thousands of light years away from any semblance of sentient beings? That I have exactly five years' supply of oxygen, food, and personal supplies before- No. Beg your pardon? It just bothers me. Bothers you. My feet, a real, live, tangible thing, bothers you. No need to be a jerk. You're a program. AI, to be exact. Yes. Progressive. Which means I've spent my entire life learning. And I'm quite capable of feeling agitation, just as yourself. No, you mimic it. There's a difference. Mimicking can be argued on all fronts as something humans do with one another as well. Look at children and how they learn. Oh, shut it. I'm not about to argue philosophy with a coder's wet dream. Good. She's sulking. I get some peace and quiet. It's not really that I hate her. As a matter of fact, it's the only thing keeping me sane. Well, that and the fact that I've learned how to create a bacon flavor with the mystery meat and some of the sauces. The living space is barely 20 feet, and it gets old quickly. I'm always finding ways to reinvent it, but mostly I exercise or do flips and tons of reading. I can read anything and everything in existence from Earth all the way up until we left for our mission in 2045. I read everything from the history of war to the stories of the Shire and study religion endlessly. Religion fascinates me, but it's silly. 
lots of people died over the interpretation of symbols in a book. Literally, the interpretation of symbols written on a page. Kind of pointless when you think about it. But then again, to think about this being it is kind of depressing too. Miranda. Yes? We're getting close to 60% of oxygen used. How is that possible? It's barely been two years since we detached. I'm afraid that's all we have left. You mean I have left, I correct her. Even in the best conditions possible, I wouldn't make it home in that time. Well, shit. I'm sorry. No, you aren't. I- You're incapable of emotion. If you could just listen to me for a damn minute. Ooh, cursing. That's a new one. Must have said a trigger word that initiated a program to make you sound more human. Nadine sighed. You want to be that way? Fine. I was going to suggest that we place you in an induced sleep so that you use less oxygen and have more of a chance to make it. But even at this rate, it's not possible, I interject. If you don't mind, I'd much rather sit here and stare at shit until I suffocate or jump out and freeze to death. Either way, suffocation would be far less painful. You know what? Let's not talk about this. As you wish. What would you prefer to speak about? Emperor penguins. Well, that is quite odd. What would you like to know? Not know. Just talk about them. Nadine was silent. Smart program. Did you know that emperor penguins mate for life? And that the females leave the males with the eggs and go hunt? A nanosecond before she answers, I say, Don't answer that. Just listen. The males stay faithful, even though the harsh winters keep them walking in lines with the other males so that they can keep warm until the female returns. Miranda, why are you telling me this? I just... I always wanted to find someone like that. Josh was always so volatile. So back and forth. I always craved that consistency. Knowing that it would be calm and warm and inviting. Normal, you know? Shouldn't have surprised me that he wanted to break up and had fallen for a friend of his. He was just that way. I dug at my arm staring out at the giant, colorful form of Jupiter as we moved away, the huge storm still raging below the surface. My relationships were always as tumultuous as that swirling giant. Beautiful, but deadly as hell. I really loved him. I trail off and move my gaze to Earth in the opposite direction. It looks so different, so far away yet close and beautiful. It was always just out of my grasp. Everything I wanted, really. I think we should try the induced sleep. It may work. Nadine, stop blowing smoke up my ass. I most certainly am not doing that. And why would I- It means stop lying to me, Jesus. I forgot AIs struggle with sarcasm. I just think it would be in your best interest to do this. 
It's a stretch, but it just may. Ah, fucking hell, woman. Get off my case. I scratch at my head and pace the floor, rapidly shooting glances from Mars to Earth. Then it clicks. Hey, Nadine. Yes? Isn't there an abandoned space station around Mars? That one that the crew jumped off of a decade or so ago? Yes, there are confirmed pictures of it. But we have no way of reading onboard instruments. It was powered down before the crew left. Yes, yes, I know. How long would it take to get there at our current speed? Approximately 1,000 full in years, please, I interrupt. Roughly four years. But with variables and depending on where the planet is in orbit. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Save me the speech, please. We already use 60% of life support, and only two years in. Even if I went into sleep mode, I'd be long dead before we reached Earth's gravitational pull. My mind was racing. So I slowly die over the course of the next two years, if that, or I go into a sleep-induced coma and go in my sleep. My head snapped up. Nadine. How far out would we be able to send a distress signal? Could that work? Depends on their response time and if they could have a team out here within less than three years. That is all dependent on you're a real buzzkill, Nadine. Just send out the signal and keep sending. I think I'm going to go nap for a while until you figure it all out. You would like normal sleep? Or are you choosing cryo? Yeah, that last one. Might as well dream myself into eternity best way to go in my opinion very well I'll get it sorted for you I gotta hand it to the guys that created this crap it's actually a pretty comfy death shroud the tube isn't too claustrophobic but it does smell like chemicals not the sweet kind either the slightly more pungent acidic kind well I guess there are worse ways to go I was never really someone to draw out the inevitable. Best to get it over with. Hey, Nadine? Yes, Miranda? Could you do me a favor and hit the lights before I go under? I'd like to get a look at the stars before I bite the big one. Are you referring to- Yes, Jesus! Please don't make me say that out loud. It makes me sound pathetic. There was a slight noise and the shades moved away for a moment. I couldn't see much, but the sun's brilliance was enough. I could see the floating blue orb out in the distance. It wasn't the best view, but in this moment, it felt like the most beautiful thing I'd seen. Like my whole life had built into this one glance of the small corner in our universe. Ah, shit. It's happening. Starting to sound like a goddamn poet or writer. Those people are just weird. I look to the left and push in the button. I guess the scene won't change much over the next few years, so it was as good a look as any. I feel the odd gas flow into my chamber. I start to feel giddy. Did I pee before I got in here? I can't remember. That's the last thing I need if I actually make it through this. Smelling like the inside of a hobo shanty. Why the hell am I thinking about hobos? Then again, why 
why not? And her last dying thought was peeing in hobos. Kind of lighthearted and poetic in its own way, I guess. Eat your heart out, Hemingway. Miranda? 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 God damn it, Nadine! I was just settling in! But Miranda- Could you just let me sleep and die in peace? I would, except you already slept. And if you prefer to die, I could arrange that. I shot up. Huh? You've been out for a while, Miranda. For over five hundred... Two years, she corrected. I smiled and slowly pulled my legs over the side. But we made it to the station in good time. I stared out at the hunk of junk and grinned like a freaking moron. There would be enough sustainability to get back to Earth and then some on that. In six months or so, no less. Nadine, you beautiful asshole, I could kiss you. Kissing me would be... Shh. Just go with it. We sit in silence as the ship docks into the station. My mind travels back to the Emperor Penguins and then to Nadine. Guess computers aren't all bad after all. Nadine? Yes, Miranda. Would you like to transfer to the other ship with me? I'd... I'd like that. Quite. You know, Miranda, I'd like that as well. And now I'd like to move on to a segment of this show called Shower Thoughts. Why do we consider Lucifer a bad name? I mean, he was essentially the right-hand man for the great engineer. We should have that name in everyday life. Lucifer Jones. I like that. Why do people say, How are you? Or, How's it going? It's not like we really want an answer. I wonder who first discovered that shoving things up their butt was the fastest way to absorb liquid. That is some seriously frightening train of thought. What will our kids define as old people smell when all of our limbs will be bionic and so will our organs? Will that go away? Why are tricks just for kids? And now let's move on to a section of the show I like to call Oh Japan. Number one on the list this week is the Konak Jiji. And the Konak Jiji is a creature that likes to turn itself into an infant and hides in the mountains. It starts crying and waits for travelers to come to it. As soon as the infant 
is picked up, it becomes very heavy. How heavy? Well, enough to crush a human. However, if you manage to actually lift the Konak Diji, you might just receive magical powers. The second one on my list for this week is Bakeneko. The Bakeneko is kind of interesting. So if you have a cat that's over 10 years old and weighs at least 8.25 pounds, hey look, oddly specific, just like my last podcast I was telling you, they love specifics. And also, does it have a long tail, your little feline friend? If so, you might just have a bakenickel. A monster cat, in English is what it's translated to, starts life as a normal kitty, but eventually transforms into a wicked creature, capable of flying, talking, and walking on its hind legs. Bakenekos also have the ability to create ghostly fireballs, shapeshift, and can even reanimate corpses. Oh boy. So if you manage to have one of those in your household, better keep it pleased. Here's one for you from the Edo period. The Nupepo. <laughs> that one's fun to say. Nupepo. Uh, it's a smelly blob of rotting flesh. Man, what's up with the Edo period, man? They got some weird stuff. So the Nupepo is flesh that roams around deserted village streets at night. It has vague facial features, and it can possess fingers and toes. Well, legend has it that it smells like rotting flesh. Legend has it that men and women who eat, yes, that's right, you heard me, eat, nupepo, will enjoy eternal youth. Huh. I guess pinch your nose and dig in. Here's one that kind of made me giggle a little bit when I read it. Um, it translates to the long necks. According to Japanese legend, Rokurokubi are seemingly normal looking humans, and they have the ability to stretch their necks to crazy lengths. Most Rokurokubi attempt to hide their power, though some don't even know about their supernatural stretching abilities. So apparently, they're much like our own superheroes. They don't even know they've got the super stretching abilities. They got the powers! Anyway, so Japan can be an odd place, putting it mildly. But then again, so can America. We'll get to those later. 
Not only in Japanese mythology are there odd things, but within the culture as well. And I thought I would touch on a few of those. No other country, pretty much in the world, has experienced, you know, technology, circumstance,、Spunky. and mash that all together with. The feudal samurai ideals, cutting edge computers, technology, and not only that, they survived a freaking atom bomb. So you add some of our Western kind of ideals along with all of that samurai feudal lord stuff, you get a pretty interesting culture. With all of that said. Its culture is often misunderstood by outsiders. So let's talk about a few of the strangest aspects of Japanese culture. Now we've all heard the term before. If we're a bit of a, you know, we know a bit about Japanese culture. My peoples, you know. So there's the hikikomori, and everyone knows what that is. They're basically. A hermit, but usually they're young. Most of the time, they're twenty-somethings. They're withdrawn from society almost completely. There's really no explanation as to the rise in the hikikomori, but well, there are, I guess, several contributing factors, including well, the rise of the internet. So, pretty sure we're all getting a little more hermity there. But in Japan, it's not only the rise of the internet; it's the intense pressures from parents that are placed on children to rise above in the, you know, academic department. Kids are pressured incredibly over there to make good grades. So get this: an odd side fact about that is actually psychiatrists and psychologists. In Japan, are actually forced to make house calls sometimes because of the hikikomori. They actually have a coined term for this, and it's called the missing million. So, one of the oddest things I've actually like learned, not only by reading and whatnot, but actually traveling over there, is the fact that Japan is known for their work ethic. The stereotype of the boozy businessman warbling around is actually not that far from the truth. Drinking sessions are actually seen as a cornerstone of the Japanese business model, and here's how I know this. So going over there, I believe it was on a Friday night one time. I got on the late night train as I was heading all the way out to Osaka. I'd been traveling from Japan in Tokyo. And I was coming down to Osaka that evening. It was going to be a bit of a late night, and I felt a little sorry for my house host because he had to come pick me up.、Uh, there's no bus that runs from the train station to his、um, uh, to their loft that I was staying. And so, as I get on the train,、um, heading back towards the city, this overwhelming wave of booze hits me. There were tens of almost hundreds of people getting onto this train, 
and it smelled like the karaoke bar Saturday night down the street from my house. It was absolutely insane. There was red face yelling. Uh, it was it was incredible. The only way to actually get you to understand is if I could have captured that smell in a jar and sent it to you. The blood alcohol level on that train could probably have set something on fire with their breath. The fumes alone were insane. So getting back to earlier with the the Japanese work ethic and whatnot, the business culture actually values an employee who naps on the job. Inemuri, as it's known, is a quick cat nap, which is meant to kind of re-energize you. It's seen as a sign of hard work and commitment. It's actually not that uncommon to walk down the streets of Tokyo and see a businessman napping on a bench. So one of the odd things I noticed when I was in Akihabara is these massive areas of pachinko machines. Pachinko is kind of a cross between pinball and slot, like, you know, American slot machines. And there's waves and waves of smoke that come out of these things. I mean, literally, I open the door and huge clouds of smoke pop out. I couldn't stand it in there for longer than 30 seconds. I just had to forfeit my pachinko machine experience. Couldn't do it, guys. Not a smoker. So basically, it's an upright machine, which players shoot balls that descend through a series of pins. If the ball lands in the right spot, more balls will be produced. Now, technically, gambling is illegal in Japan. Winners are provided with a token, and this is based on their score, which can be redeemed elsewhere for cash. Kind of like turning in your tickets at an arcade or, you know, Chuck E. Cheese's or something. They're actually trying to push to legalize pachinko in Japan, but so far, no dice. So for you guys that might had to have suffered through wearing braces, or, you know, parents that have had to shell out thousands of dollars for that, kind of understands the importance of straight, even teeth. But in Japan, however, There's a growing trend among young women for yaeba, literally meaning double tooth. It's like a cap on the canine, which has a smile of a crowded appearance. As bizarre beauty trends go, this one is actually costly, but at least it's reversible. So odd. And last but not least, I want to talk about Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's right, you heard me, KFC. So, typically, Japanese eat pretty healthy, uh, especially compared to the typical American diet. They have staples like rice, tofu, fish, fresh vegetables, 
And some of them are like some of the people in Japan have the longest lifespan on earth. But recently, Japanese people have had a weakness for American comfort food. Most notably, fried chicken. Who can resist fried chicken? And you know what? I'm from the South, so I know my fried chicken. So, the most bizarre trend is the KFC Christmas Eve tradition. And you have to order KFC months in advance in order to come pick up your KFC on Christmas Eve. We're talking lines out the door. Interestingly enough, though it's kind of a holiday thing, the KFC legend is not confined only to the holiday season. In 1985, when the Hanshin Tigers baseball team won the Japanese series, people spilled into the streets. And in all of that chaos, a statue of Colonel Sanders was thrown into a canal in Osaka. In the subsequent years, superstition states that the Tigers have continually failed to win another championship. Because of, you guessed it, the curse of the Colonel. <laughs> so in 2009, most of the statue was recovered from the river. The glasses and the left hand are still missing. However, some locals believe that the curse will not lift until the Colonel is whole. Japan. You've been listening to Personified. For more information, you can find me on Twitter at Crystal underscore Anne underscore and Facebook at Crystal Anne Books. Thanks so much, and as always, stay creepy.